Hey friends, welcome. We are glad you have chosen to be a part of our broadcast today. I'm Scott Sullivan, Discipleship Catalyst with the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And uh, just a reminder, our group is here for you. That's why we exist, to uh, resource, inspire, and create disciple makers. So thanks for being a part of this and uh, feel free to share that with other friends. We'd love for that community to grow. And listen, we want to hear from you. So as uh, these guys are discussing some key topics uh, within the realm of senior adult ministry, we want you to leave a question, uh, make a comment, tell us what you think was important. Uh, let us know that you're in there. And from your benefit, we're going to be giving away some, as we always do, some free swag. So make sure you leave a comment below and Atlanta will choose a name at the end of the broadcast and let you know who won. Well, on our broadcast today, we're super excited to have, uh, of course, off uh, Mike Taylor is our West Central Discipleship Consultant. He'll be leading our discussion, and uh, we're grateful for Ray Sullivan, who is uh, our show producer behind the scenes. You won't see him, but our special guest today, Richard Sims. Richard is the associate pastor at Hebron Church here in Decula um, in Georgia, and he's the senior adult and pastoral care minister. So um, in addition, Richard, to those duties that you have um, at your church, you're also the president of the uh, Mega Metro 55 Plus, which is just an incredible organization that is helping churches and ministers and leaders figure out how to do well with this idea of what we do in leading our senior adults. And I'm telling you, this is a, a great discussion, a great topic. And Richard, we can't thank you enough for taking some time to come be on this today. So Mike Taylor, if you will, take charge here and guide our discussion. Thank you, Scott. Good to be with you. Uh, good to be with you too, Richard. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of um, a pandemic right now with COVID, and uh, it's really become a great time uh, for reinventing or rethinking how we do ministry. And uh, a large part of this ministry right now has been to our senior adults, as many of them have been so vulnerable to this, uh, this sickness and, and struggling with this and, and learning how to minister to them through this, through this time. But as we're looking past this and we're hoping and praying for a quick uh, release from all this, we're looking forward to what will the church look like and how can it be better through this and how can we reinvent uh, maybe even senior adult ministry in our church where it was kind of lagging or failing in the past. So Richard, what do you think about that? How can we reinvent senior adult ministry or older adult ministry in our church? Well, Mike, you know that the senior adults are the protected class kind of during this COVID. And so um, we've had to limit personal contact, which it makes it very difficult to do ministry when you can't have personal contact. Um, I guess the obvious answer, which most churches have found, is we've had to reinvent ministry through technology. Um, technology, the challenge is that uh, for senior adults, um, many of our senior adults, um, let's just say they're not, um, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. They don't necessarily enjoy learning new technology. Um, that's an experience we found at our church. But what we found is since this thing was prolonged, uh, a lot of them got on board and are now using Zoom. Uh, we use uh, Screenomatic and a lot of different um, resources through technology to uh, conduct uh, our small groups, 
uh, and just social to meet. They're, they're meeting together. So that's one way um, that we've reinvented ministry during these difficult times. Um, some of it's not reinvented. You know, good old-fashioned phone calls is something that we've had to up our game. And I would encourage churches and uh, small groups and, and everyone that's involved with uh, senior adult ministry to make sure that you're reaching out to these senior adults that are isolated because of this virus. Uh, however, some senior adults are not uh, as fearful as others. Um, they are meeting in person in different venues. Uh, some are meeting on the church campuses outdoors with social distance. Some are meeting in cul-de-sacs uh, in their neighborhoods, which is kind of a nice, a nice touch, kind of inviting uh, the community to come and be a part. Um, um, just thinking outside the box, some of the things that we know that folks have done in churches is um, uh, done shuttle runs for senior adults with grocery runs or uh, to the pharmacy, uh, helping senior adults get those, uh, those needs. What we found when attempting to do these type ministries is that many of the senior adults had a uh, much uh, better network in place than we had realized. In fact, they didn't need the church per se. They had family, uh, relatives, uh, neighbors that were already in place and were taking care of most of those needs uh, when we tried to offer that. So um, anyway, you could have kids writing cards to senior adults, anything to keep senior adults from being or feeling isolated. That's what, um, that's my ideas on that. Wow. So, so really engaging and, and doing being very purposeful in ministry there. And that's great. You know, one of the things too, uh, Richard, on the backside of COVID, we're going to, some, some uh, of our churches are saying, you know, we really need a senior adult ministry. We need to really focus on this age group in our church. We've done things with children. We've done things with students. And now we've got this other group out there that needs ministry as well. And if, if you were talking to a smaller church and, or, or a pastor of a smaller church and they are thinking about how are we going to launch or begin a senior adult ministry, what are some things you would, you would say to that pastor? Well, um, I've seen churches over the years uh, attempt to launch different types of ministries. And one of the um, big no-nos that I've learned is uh, trying to launch it in the flesh, if you will. Uh, you really need to um, approach any type of launch of a new ministry uh, with the approval of the leadership, of course, uh, but especially with prayer. Um, I, I'm thinking of a men's ministry that another church we tried to launch, and um, we didn't approach it with prayer first. The prayer would be something like this. Uh, and of course, it's biblical, New Testament. Um, Lord, um, we're thinking about this ministry and in this case, senior adults ministry. And uh, we wanna pray that you would lead up, raise up someone either that's already in our midst, that has a passion for this ministry that we were just unaware of, or bring someone to our church that has a passion and a burning desire to lead us uh, in a senior adult ministry. And, uh, and then after that's in place, then of course you could make, uh, make it known in a bulletin or something. We've been praying, our church is praying for someone to step up and uh, help lead us and start us in a, a senior adult ministry. That's what I found has worked because it, um, when the person, you know, like the spiritual giftedness that has that gift and talent for that and the passion and burden for that ministry, um, 
90%, almost work is already done because uh, that person is gifted of God to facilitate that ministry. Uh, and again, I, like I say, I've seen it where they've tried it without that, and uh, it's uh, not very pleasant. Um, but once that's in place, um, a person that would look at the overall age of the church, uh, they get, I guess you could do a self-evaluation. If the senior adults are somewhat young, let's say they're more boomers and all, those folks are going to be more active, progressive, moving, um, and they're going to have more minimal needs. Um, whereas if they do an assessment and their church is older, uh, they're going to have, um, they're going to be slower moving um, and have more care needs, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect okay. sense. We've got two groups out there. We have boomers and we've got the silent generation as well. Mm. In the same in the same group with two very different mindsets. Gotcha. Um, so you know, then once you launch that ministry, uh, I would say you need to focus. And again, we're talking to a church that may be starting a new senior adults ministry. Um, you need to look at a couple things. First of all, the needs. Uh, let's let's minister to the needs of the senior adults first. Um, a lot of folks think that the, um, the hospitals, the calls, the visits and all that, that's, that's the sole role of the pastor. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily just the role of the pastor. I think that if we would partner with our pastor, uh, we could help them out uh, and then also touch those senior adults. Also with sickness, um, small groups, uh, you, you know, a ministry would involve and engage the small groups to be focused on the things that their group does for food, cards, calls, things of that. Um, and then uh, death, these are all needs. Um, there are resources out there. Stevens Ministry has a great resource uh, as a publication to encourage families when they've had the loss and death of a um, some other things would be, as you're starting out a senior adult ministry, um, this person that's passionate with these things could head up a, a seminar maybe once or twice a year that's focused in areas that, um, that are applicable to senior adults. Uh, many don't realize that our Social Security Administration uh, offers uh, classes, free, a free class, kind of like a Social Security 101 that would engage and benefit uh, senior adults from knowing some more of the details about Social Security. Uh, there are attorneys that could do, uh, and they'll do it for free, um, uh, come to the church, talk about wills and trust, uh, legal things, fraud, scams, VA benefits. There's just a um, list of things that you could, on occasion, offer that uh, in, a, in a smaller church that would help senior adults. Um, let's make sure we don't leave out the widows and the, um, those that are widows and orphans. We know the Lord is very sensitive about those two groups. Um, we need to keep these loved ones active. Um, we could offer something uh, maybe monthly or quarterly for these widows, uh, a bingo. You know, it, it sounds corny, but I'm telling you, uh, it's enjoyable. It's a time of fellowship for uh, these ladies. Uh, you could have a movie. Uh, most any church could set up a, a projector and have a, a movie night 
uh, once in a while. Um, so I know I'm just rambling, but these are lots of things that you could do. A homebound ministry, you could ask some folks, get a few volunteers that would be willing to, uh, because most churches are going to have one or more folks that can no longer physically come to church. So you get some volunteers that will occasionally go and visit these, these people. Um, so have I gone on and on too much? No, you're fine. I, you know, and you know, and one of the great things about what we're doing is in, in a disciple making culture is we have our, our small group or our Sunday school class that that's pouring into these things and, and, and I think one of the things that we do, too, is we make sure that we're um, reaching out to lost senior adults in this process, because everything you talked about will draw in lost senior adults as well, and helping those folks to, to reach out to their, their friends with the gospel and helping to make disciples in that context. You know, one of the things, Richard, too, is, is building bridges, I think, in the, in the church between the senior adult ministry to the other generations in the church. Um, you know, the Bible speaks of that, about the maturity and the wisdom of the older adult and passing that to the younger, the younger generations. What are some ways you see that can be done in the church uh, and that we can see a viable ministry where they're not just thinking of themselves, but they're thinking about the future of the church and the generations to come? Well, that's an interesting topic as it relates to the older versus the younger. Um, you know, some of the problems that, that's, that started this is because the American culture has a tendency to silo folks into age groups. Um, whether intentional or unintentional, we do this through the education system. We do it through sports and recreation, and we even do it in the church. And so that's why we're having, well, that's why we're discussing this is because there's a need here. Um, I think the first and foremost, the answer to how, how to solve this problem is we need to work through the biblical model, which of course is the family. Um, all ages are in the family. I mean, I'm speaking of a single unit family. Um, and then one thing that's great that churches, uh, it, it's going to sound old fashioned that they could do, uh, is they can continue to have family gatherings. Um, let's say that the church does a uh, Thanksgiving meal or a sports day or even vacation Bible school. Uh, that's something where you get a family of families to come together to serve together or fellowship together. And um, I think that's uh, helpful uh, toward this. Uh, we're speaking, you're speaking specifically about connecting the older and the younger so that they can uh, benefit from one another. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, exactly. And, you know, there may be some folks out there that are listening that could uh, put in the chat right now some ideas about what their church is doing to build those bridges between the generations uh, yeah. as well. Yes, I think we need to be doing those, those kinds of things, uh, just being creative in ministry and, uh, and, and not siloing. I love what you said about the silo effect and, and how siloed we are and how our culture has brought that to the church. Mm. And uh, we need to be very careful about that because it pulls us away from the biblical mandate of the older reaching down to the younger and working with them and, and doing ministry together. Mm -hmm. You know, Richard, another aspect of this too is, um, is, is how about the ministries of the church and how, does, how do we connect older adult ministry with all the ministries of the church and not just restricting it to a, 
Thursday lunch and a trip on a leaf trip in the fall. Um, <laughs> how do we connect and make sure that people understand that that older adult ministry or senior adult ministry is for every aspect of ministry in the church and it's not restricted to a programming approach uh, that might be going on in the church? Well, there you, you can get creative um, uh, connecting uh, the older and the younger. Um, one of the things that the younger could do uh, is they could, uh, because senior adults generally have challenges with technology, uh, they could put on a, um, uh, a technology night where the young people, um, we tell the senior adults, bring your technology, bring your cell phone, bring your uh, iPad or your laptop or whatever technology you had that you've been wishing that somebody would show you how to do something. And these uh, young people or college and career uh, can come in and show show these older senior adults how to use this technology. And uh, we've tried that and have been very successful. Uh, both parties uh, enjoy the time together. Um, you could do something to connect uh, as well regarding like a, a pancake breakfast. The senior adults could go to the, uh, let's say the hallway where the young people meet and uh, cook them uh, some pancakes and sausage one Sunday morning, just a time of fellowship to um, intentionally uh, connect. I think one thing we also did with our young teenagers, we got some of our senior adult men, and for those teenagers that are reaching the ages 14, 15, 16, 17, they're, all, they're starting to drive or they have started to drive. But today, because of broken families, a lot of these teenagers, or because the man is not in the home, uh, they don't know how to do anything with their cars. And so we had some senior adult men come and um, we set up like four stations of automobiles and the kids would uh, sign up and rotate through them. And we would teach them the basics about how to change a tire, how to maintain the fluid levels of their vehicle, where their owner's manual is and how to use it and some things like that. So these are just some uh, some ideas uh, as far as, you know, how to connect these generations. Yeah, I, you know, Richard, one thing I'm, I've been excited about when I've seen senior adult ministry is it's hard to find a pl any place in the church today where you don't find senior adults serving. Yes. Whether it's, whether it's in the preschool, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's driving the bus, whether it's, you know, they're, they're all over the place. And I think the broad stroke of senior adult ministry is it's all over the church. Mm. And I don't think we acknowledge that and say enough about that, that we're really doing a good, you know, that senior adults are all over the place. But when we do senior adult ministry, we need to acknowledge that they're, they're everywhere. Yep. And uh, they're faithful. And I found from my personal experience, the oldest adult classes tend to have the best attendance ratio of any other group in the church. Mm -hmm. And, and even though they got probably more excuses than anybody not to come. So uh, they're faithful. They're faithful. Richard, I appreciate your time today. And uh, it's a great, it's a great time for you to comment again and to get in that chat and to talk about your senior adult ministry and ideas that you might have. You're welcome to go to our website uh, at uh, gabaptist.org, Discipleship, and uh, you'll find in there some ideas that uh, churches can use and do 
for senior adult ministry around the state of Georgia. And I encourage you to go there and to do that. Scott, thanks for having us today. Okay, this has been a great conversation, Richard. I am grateful for your uh, wealth of wisdom and, and knowledge that you've shared here. And I've been writing some notes down as you were talking and two things that stood out to me. One was the creative ideas to do a couple of things. One is to make sure that our senior adults know that they are loved and they're cared for. Mm. It is so important for my generation and the younger generations to do that part in engaging with our senior adults. There is such wisdom um, and, and a ability to mentor and to help those coming behind them avoid some of these pitfalls that they have seen. So, and I just appreciate that. So the ability to minister to needs. And then the second thing that stood out to me that you alluded to was the responsibility that we have to mobilize these senior adults to do ministry, to reach their peers. And, and Mike just had a great point as well. What a, what a great idea and an opportunity right now in the conditions of our world to not just minister to them, but the volumes of our senior adults who don't know Jesus as Savior, to reach their friends, to reach spouses, to see them saved, and then to help them become disciple makers. That is what we know the Lord wants us to do. So guys, thank you so much for this discussion. So grateful for that you're here. And, uh, and Ray, thanks for producing today. And a reminder, if you've joined us and didn't hear me at the beginning, make sure that you leave a comment below because we'll be giving some free things away. And that's chosen from the names of those who comment. You can tell us where you're from. You can ask a question. You can leave something that you thought was valuable that you heard today. But thanks so much for engaging. And our prayer is that you will reinvest the gospel seed that was shared with you. See you next time.